Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast, which you probably know because you clicked on the play button. The main host is Diet of Laughter, Chaotic. I, I just, the intro every time, the, the changing it up just gets me. It's, you know, the fact that every time we get on this, this uh, call to record this podcast, we're always like, welcome to Monsters, Miss and Mayhem. Like, they didn't search us. Click the button. Know what podcast they're listening to. We're just reminding them. This is what they clicked. This is what you chose. Well... If they're like me and things just kind of pop up, never know. I'm too specific about my podcasts and music. I got, I know what I'm listening to. You no, know? I do not. Mine's more random than anything. I know I've been in your car. Ten out of ten. Hey, do not recommend. <laughs> It's it's with love. It goes from possibly being 90 years old to absolute 12-year-old anime music. Like there's no there's like there's a ton in between. <laughs> yes. But I feel like your playlist just does that to me every time I'm in the car. It's like super old blues chill music and then going ham in absolute straight Japanese a mile a minute. I added some new Spanish singers in there and some Russian and Yeah, let's talk about the one that you showed me. What was that wasn't last time, it was the time before, the one that had that was like not even PG thirteen. It was like a rated oh. R song. But it sounded like yeah. yeah. What was that? What was it was like folk uh, music probably or something? The misbehaving maidens. They have a lot of Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's more explicit it. songs. We got way <laughs> off topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, the topic today is... <laughs> Welcome back again to Monsters Missing Mayhem. We're, we're going to try this again. Uh, today's topic, as you guys already know because of the episode title, is going to be the Night Hag. <laughs> Here, I thought we were talking about angels. Imagine. I was just checking. I was checking what to see if you could spell right angel out of night hag. <laughs> <laughs> no, fact, I don't think you, you can, can spell the first three letters A N G. That's all. Yeah. I don't know why my, my brain was like night haggle. <laughs> you There's could no answer. That there. would also be able to spell angel after if you use night haggle. Well, right. That's why I was in my head. I was like, Night Hagel. <laughs> I was like, it's Angel. <laughs> it's fine. Just ignore me. Okay, so we've done creatures similar to Night Hag before. Do you remember the episode with the Osart? I do. He was the ghost dog that could summon the ghost dog that became a water demon that could then summon were woven and knocked Marys. And the knocked Marys are similar to the Night Hag or in possibly the same thing in different name. Because the Night Hag is a worldwide phenomenon. Phenomena. Do 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 
Phenomena. <laughs> uh, before we continue, thank. Before we continue, this there is a trigger warning for sleep paralysis in today's subject. I know a couple of my listeners have or have dealt with sleep paralysis, and it can be very triggering. So please, as you go through the episode, if you start to feel uncomfortable or any kind of triggered, please do not force yourself to listen to any. We are here and do tons of episodes, and we imagine that some of them will end up being gross or gory or triggering or, or maybe something that's not always kind to talk about. So always take yourself and take care of yourself first. Yes. Please look after yourself. Do you, boo-boo? The... Okay, so the night hag is... <laughs> night hag is... A... Okay. Probably have Chaotic explain what she thinks the night hag is first before I go into it. Please hold while I get my only notes. Sounds like a porn site for writers. Only notes. That shouldn't have been as clever as it was. That should not have been as clever as it was. Hey, I'm having a good brain day today. Sometimes they just happen. Alright, so the most I know about the Night Hag is that they're kind of like on a nightmarish plane of existence. Um, so they're kind of lurky, creepy, dream invader, you know, bleh. Um, which is where kind of the sleep paralysis comes into, I would assume, um, because they're supposed to be like the ugliest mofos out there. Yeah, that's true. That's, they're basically very old, ugly women that have a long nose, warty face. Uh, a lot of people depict them as witches. This kind of description, sometimes you can actually see that they're women or that they're old sometimes wrapped in shawls they have sometimes all you can see is just a shadowy figure and usually it's always connected to the night hag when you wake up and you get sleep paralysis it's because the night hag is sitting on your chest and either strangling you or sometimes it's using the fingers to poke at can push into your side making it painful as well and we're just kind of not doing very nice things to you as you're sat there unable to move it's crazy that you said that she's sitting on people because there's so many people that i know that have gone through sleep paralysis and they say that's exactly what it feels like it feels like somebody's sitting on you and you can't move and uh sometimes the Night hag isn't just sitting on you. Sometimes they're just sitting at the foot of your bed watching you. It's not only just the night hag, though, that comes during these times. The originally origin, origination of the night hag, before they kind of had a name for it and a name for sleep paralysis, people thought that it was a demon summoned to you. This is like culturally wide, different places. The demon that sits on your chest with you is some of black magic, maybe the actions of a jealous person cause them to come find you. Uh, maybe your house is just haunted with these apparitions. Baller, we love that. One nation is, uh, I believe it's Chile or Brazil, that 
this phenomena of sleep paralysis is caused by instead of the night hag, it's caused by someone called the Pisidaria? Pisadia. Pisadira. There's an R in there at the end. I'll send it in chat and see if Chaotic can see it. I'm going to go ahead and bet probably not. You, you take foreign language classes, so. Yeah, but it's just French. <laughs> this is I don't, I don't know. From Brazil, so. Uh, yeah, it's the same language. You're right. Crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. Isadira? That sounds better than mine. Please hold. We need Loki here at all times for translation. Loki is fluent in so many. Okay, so we we had it right. It's just that the S is more Z-like, so it's Pizadera. They they say it a lot nicer. They say it like Pizadera. And but you know, we're not gonna do that every time because we're terrible and just very mayonnaise plain white. So <laughs> it's Pizadera. <laughs> well, the Pizadera is a uh, described as a tall skinny old woman with long dirty nails a long nose and glowing red eyes which sounds a lot like the night hair yes <laughs> i got the quiz right <laughs> i got the quiz question right but she is said that she comes down to you because she is waiting on roofs and she looking she is looking for those who go to sleep with full stomachs i'm screwed in other places that it has been seen is japan has their own version of it new newfoundland 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 that's how it's a Newfoundland? Newfoundland. You like, <laughs> it was the, the, the way you first, because like the second time you said it, you were like Newfoundland and you just like went on about it. But the first way you said it, you were like Newfoundland. <laughs> you like made it three separate entities. I was like, I'm going to need you to calm down. <laughs> Turkey, Thailand, Thailand. <laughs> Thailand? <laughs> I'm so broken. There is now a Thailand and a Thailand. Thailand is a lot different. <laughs> And a Newfoundland. It's right next to Thailand. All of these countries, please forgive us for what Silver's doing here today. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of why it's a worldwide occurrence. You thought I was going to say phenomena. Do, 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 do. Along with all these many things, there's a couple ways that people's adopted night hags into their vocabulary along with sleep paralysis like when somebody looks terrible when they first wake up you could say that they've been hagridden the southern united states came up with their own it's witch writing okay there is a couple ways to break free from the night hag that i've seen and they say a good way to prevent a night hag from even coming is to sleep on your stomach that way she can't sit on your chest Great, we're going to fuck our backs up to make sure she doesn't <laughs> sit on our chest. That's mo one of the reasons my back is so bad. It's because I slept like that my whole life. You just need a custom bed that way it molds to you. That way it's... Yeah, have you actually seen those pillows? Uh -huh. I think so. 
Like the, they're supposed they're they're supposed to be for your stomach. Like you lay on your stomach and it gives you better posture. That way you can lay safely on your stomach. It looks nice. I would like to try one. But that's interesting to know because I've never dealt with sleep paralysis myself. Like I've never had an experience or anything like that. But I do mostly sleep on my stomach or side. I've had one experience, but it wasn't the horror kind. That was one of the very rare non-horror sleep paralysis. Where it's like crazy, is it like just, you just can't move? Like there's nothing happening? It pretty much, I just wake up and I can't move any part of my body. I could speak because I was able to yell at my mom to call work that I wasn't coming in. I can't move. Please allow work to know I'm not doing shit. Thank you. Pretty much. But like nine, there's an actual percentage of it about how many people actually get night terrors night terrors not most the, i mean most people i talk to get sleep paralysis and have the demon experience with it yes. they see something they see people they see shadows there's things at the end of their bed it's like real creepy so yeah i have i've I, all my friends that i've encountered that i've talked to about it have the bad experience so i'd assume it's more common than just your when you wake up and can't move yeah, I've asked a couple other discords that I'm in if they've ever experienced any of the good types of sleep paralysis or it was mostly just a demon vision. And no one else said they had a very good experience with it. It was all the, yeah. hello, witch on my chest type. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's always my friends telling me that somebody's at the edge of their bed. Mm -hmm. They're like, somebody sits at the edge of the bed and stares at me and I can't move. Listen. For anybody who on this podcast does not already know, I have a an entity that's followed me around since I've been like 17, and we call him Daniel. And a really good friend of mine was having really bad um, sleep paralysis, and it was like middle of the night. Um, things were like screaming at her and being awful to her, and it was she felt like it was hindering her kids, like it was going to start happening with them and stuff. So I kind of like did the whole protect them type thing with my entity to see if I could get any help or anything with all of that. And when I tell you there was one sleep paralysis moment after that and they've not been happening since. So it's there's so many it could be so spiritual, it could be so mythical, it could be so like scientific, like the scientist said, like a part of your imagination really pushing for something to be pointed out kind of thing. So, I mean, it's just so neat to talk about that stuff because there's different aspects everywhere. I'm sure there's a religious one somewhere out there too. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's just neat. Kind of speaking about the scientific part of sleep paralysis, I actually went on uh, sleepfoundation.org has a lot of information about it. And it's kind of neat. Learn about parts of sleep that you don't really quite hear of a lot. They say that uh, sleep paralysis, by definition, is the inability to move that occurs right after falling asleep or waking up. Individual individuals remain aware during episodes, which frequently involve hallucinations and a sensation of suffocation. There's still a lot unknown about sleep paralysis through the scientific because studies are so wide because they don't know what causes it to duplicate it, really. And it's usually just all volunteers that come through. 
standard REM sleep when you're having your dreams and stuff. When you're dreaming, your your body is also producing something called atonia, A-T-O-N-I-A, which is what gives you the ability to not move. It's the signal telling your body to don't move. You're dreaming. That's why you don't, when you're running in a dream, you don't actually physically get up and start running. Most people don't. I can't run. I can't fight. I can't. That's something that pisses me off so bad. I am constantly trying to run or fight in my dreams. And when I wake up, there's been one time where I've woken up to smacking myself because I'm trying to fight something <laughs> so hard in my dream that my body will start to twitch and move because I'm trying and like my arms won't swing fast enough. They're not powerful enough. Like my hits, like I feel like I'm going a million miles a minute and then my swing will just be like, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> Uh, that's probably part of your psyche overcoming your atonia that your body's producing. You're physically passing it, which is brings me back to another way to escape from the uh, night hag. Or when you're when she's on you, suffocating you, you start moving all your extremities little by little until you can finally move them all, and then she'll get away. I've heard that's a pretty big method just in sleep paralysis in general. You, you start with like your fingertips or your toes. They usually tell you you start with trying to feel those and just trying to feel like the blanket underneath of them. And then you slowly maybe try and move one. And so, but it would be so hard in the middle of all of that with somebody sitting on you, staring at you or sitting at the edge of the bed to want to. Move. Yeah. So like you want to run in panic, but also, you know, your body's heavy. So you're like, I'm just gonna not. <laughs> oh. It'd be worse, too, if you're trying to slowly start moving and you move your toe the wrong way and get a leg cramp. Oh, not the Charlie horse in the middle of the paralysis. That would just, that would just be terrible. It would. Oh, yeah, here's my, here's my scientific. They say 75% of sleep paralysis episodes involve hallucinations that are distinct from typical dreams. They can occur when falling asleep called... This is a scientific name, please. Hypnagogic hallucinations, or when you're waking up, which is hypnopompic hallucinations. Pompic hallucinations. Hmm. A lot of fancy words. There are three types of the hallucinations during sleep paralysis. They are intruder hallucinations, which involve the perception of a dangerous person or presence in the room. There is chest pressure hallucinations, which is also called incubus hallucinations. Oh. That can incite a feeling of suffocation. These frequently occur alongside intruder intruder, (laughs) intruder hallucinations, which is why people thought... Back in the day that demons were summoned because the demon that they thought were summoned were incubies. Okay, I could see where I could see where they're coming from. I, I mm-hmm. mean Which we haven't covered incubies or succubies yet. But we've mentioned them in this episode and last episode. Then there is a rare form of hallucination that you get, which is called vestibular motor hallucinations. VM hallucinations. Which includes feelings of movement like flying and out-of-body sensations. Your avatar and going into the spirit world. Just... Just... Around 90% of episodes are associated with fear, while only the minority have more pleasant or even blissful hallucinations. 
much. Mine wasn't, but probably been in a minority because I didn't have any fear. The average time for sleep paralysis to last, the average cases last between six and seven minutes. It can last as little as a few seconds to as long as 20 minutes. Usually they end on their own, but if somebody wakes, somebody comes in, they can usually snap you out of it. Is it just because of the presence, do you think, maybe? Like, just the presence of somebody who can actually move around in the room? I think so. I think that's probably part of it, to wake you up from that Atonia. Or snap your brain out of it, make you think you're more awake than you, even though you were already previously awake. And 8% of people experience sleep paralysis in their entire life. That was my last little scientific note I had on it, but there's a bunch of... Nice little facts and stuff over in the sleepfoundation.org. They had some theories on what kind of helps causing it. Because they've seen a rise in cases in students. High anxiety jobs. Psych wards have a high case. But funny enough, students out more students have sleep paralysis than people who are in psych wards. That's really interesting. I think it was like 33% of students and 31% of psych patients. Um, I, it, <laughs> this kind of goes back to just old roots when I think about anything that has to do with the mind. I always think it's crazy how close in comparison, quote unquote, psychosis, psychotic, insane, quote, hard quote, people are, and their minds are always compared to scholars. Like, you have to crack open sections of your brain to absorb information, take in high high knowledge, stuff like that. And these scholars that know so much are literally just insane people that have figured out a way to contain it down to a, scholar, a scholar's mindset. So it's just, it's always neat. Even like in, um, like, uh, serial killer situations and stuff, it's crazy. It's crazy to... Uh, see how comparable their minds are to some of our greatest intelligent scholars. Yes. I don't know what, how to follow that up. I believe it is true. Do you think we should move, with, move on to media? Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see. Okay. So the first one I got is an old faithful of ours of the show. This is in D&D. There's a D&D 5e monster called the Night Hag. She visits players. You can send her as a monster through the ethereal plane to players as they're sleeping in order to, instead of really suffocating them, she invades their dreams and starts changing their alignment slowly to evil. Make, convincing them to do more and more evil along the way. Interesting. I'm sure that she could be found out whether the player tells them, but... Uh, it, the picture of her in D&D looks a lot like all the descriptions. I only know of one hag period in media, and she is not a night hag. However, her appearance is terrifying. Well, who's your hag? There's a DVD hag, and, um, hers is more of a, her, she was kidnapped by a tribe of cannibals, basically, and they keep their food sources alive as long as they can to get their organs as fresh as they can. So more or less, they were doing that to her and keeping her alive. And eventually, she's able to get out of her shackles and stuff. And I mean, she's down to nothing but bones. Mm -hmm. And um, 
she ends up dying due to the extremities outside. Like she can't survive getting all the way back to her village. And she lays out um, like runes, basically like symbols. And it's kind of like a, uh, in the game, she teleports with them. She can move in between them. But in the the story, it's more of a, hey, warning kind of thing. Like she went ham killing them with said symbols. But uh, she's very night hag appearance wise. She's kind of like, all hollowy. Um, she's got a big hand that's like engorged, and she's she pokes it through your chest and like eats your heart. Well, there's a debate. There's heart, or some people say liver or stomach, because she could be going in through your stomach or in through your chest. It's hard to tell in the animation. But so she's got a lot of the mannerisms and like the appearance, but she's not like a specific night hag where she's the sleep paralysis or anything like that. But she does have a lot of the like little tidbits for matching a quote unquote hag. Yeah, that's probably because I think the hag has kind of its own genre of creature, monster, witch group. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. And then there's like hags that are like the witches in the woods from mm -hmm. like, from like Brave, from like Merida. She was a hag. So like there's different versions for sure. But as far as like her mannerisms in the game, I would lean her more towards that night hag-esque um, ability and stuff, just not with the sleeping and sitting on your chest, obviously. Well, does she sit on your chest when she does her f finishing animation? She doesn't sit on your chest. She kind of sits beside you. But I mean, for all intents and purposes, she does have you on her on your back, and she's reaching through your abdomen. So I mean, it's still got the interest in it. Yeah, still very similar. Like even some people consider Baba Yaga a hag as well in that same. Yeah, yeah, because magical in the woods, old lady yeah. Baba Yaga. Papa Yaga. Yep. Sorry, Loki. I was thinking of Loki and Papa Echo in my ear being like, they're straight up just being like, Yaga. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, but those are the main, that was the main one I seen. I didn't really look too deep in the media just because the Night Hag is pretty much everywhere and through many different names. Oh, there's one more. Uh, There's a really good scary movie that I just thought of that I, remind, that I was reminded of. It's a 2011 Swedish film called Mariana. It's supposed to be starring a night hag. It looks interesting to watch. I would probably pick it up to watch it at least once. It's a horror movie, so. I mean, we watched Lamageddon. It doesn't get much worse than that. Hey, that was a classic S-tier film. Get out. <laughs> Leave. On, on whose tier list? I don't know. S for silver. I'd probably put it at like a B. Would you like to start Mayhem this week? Well, seeing as we could very possibly say she is already out in this world, I, I would say the chaos in today's society that she causes is fairly normal. Yeah, it's enough to make her known, but not enough to warrant anything too drastically to be done. There's plenty of ways to... There's not really many ways to counter her that are proven plausible. Is there anything we could do to make her worse if she gains new, gain a new ability to make her more mayhemy? Ooh, what would happen if a night hag and a Leon she go up to the same person? I don't know. That would that could be a really interesting matchup. Because you will have the night hag causing sleep paralysis and terrors, but the Leon she's given good dreams and muse for art. Is that how we got HP Lovecraft? Now you're getting real deep into this. We're just like twisting this all down into into a whole theory. 
Is Cthulhu just the love child of a Leon G and a Night Hag? I don't I don't think so. Alrighty. Well, there wasn't much mayhem on this one because it, she is still possibly very much out there. Night Hags, Noctmaries, Pizzazera. Pizzadera. Pizzadera. You're doing so good. Yay. <laughs> well, let us know what your sleep paralysis demon looks like in the Discord or on Twitter. The more people who know your demon, the more likely we can find out its name. Do that. Whee! If you would uh, like to support us on Patreon, like Thor, Ruby, Nuggies, and Mondi, you can find it in the link below. Just remember, we are neither experts nor professionals, and do not offer medical advice. Yeah, don't, li don't listen to our paralysis advice. Just, we're no professionals. Chaotic, do you have any news? You'll be listening to this on Wednesday? Yes. So, you guys will be listening to this just before Thanksgiving for anyone who celebrates it, and two days before Indigenous Day, because I can think and I have a brain. So that Sunday, this, this same coming Sunday, we will be having a charity stream tournament on my channel, twitch.tv slash chaotically. Um, I am raising money for survivors.org. It is a charity that helps abused pe persons um, after SA, DV, um, horrible human trafficking, trauma, just um, abuse victims as a whole. Um, it helps them get back on their feet. It gives them resources. They assist in um, a lot of help for these people. Um, it's something very, very close and dear to my heart after the childhood I had. So I'm very, very excited to be raising money for them. So if you would like to show up and support, I would absolutely be honored to have you there. Um, support is lurking, vibing, chatting it is never required to donate. Um, but it would be great if you guys do. And I would love to see you there. And make sure you stop it and tell me that you heard it from the podcast. So I can talk to you about maybe our monsters coming up or maybe what you guys want to talk about myth wise or tell me your favorite myth in chat i think that would be a, a really cool way to keep track of who all is reaching and coming and visiting twitches and hanging out on our twitters and doing all of that as well to see how far across we're reaching so just something to consider it's gonna be a lot of fun the teams are crazy it's everybody from my community they are hilarious and it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll post it in the discord on the twitter we'll advertise it as well so keep an eye out with that being the end of the announcements, would you like to sign us out, Chaotic? Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Miss and Mayhem, found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Silver and Chaotic talk about how monsters and myths came to be and how they would be received in modern-day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up to date with the newest merch and activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next. chocolate instead of hot pocket <laughs>